This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Ayo, it's your host, your boy, Mr. Adam Max. You listen to the Pursuit Podcast on the Outta Collective. You know what time it is. It's Wednesday. We're listening to the show. We got a great show for you this week. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I hope everyone's doing all right. I'm doing great, as always. Uh, Actually headed to Austin next week to do some work. So I'm excited to be in Austin. If you're in Austin, reach out. Let's hang. Let's podcast. Let's do the damn thing. Uh, I don't know. I I didn't have much to talk about, which is kind of nice. I feel like I ramble too much, and this will end up being a 12-minute intro, so I apologize for that in advance. I've been mountain biking a lot. Skiing is not over, and I love that for you. Skiing is pretty over for me, but who knows, that could change instantly. Uh, I know you've got some spring missions lined up, and that brings me into my sponsor. Let's talk about spring missions. Let's talk about Onyx, onyxmaps.com, specifically Onyx Backcountry. It is the backcountry guide in your pocket. It's literally a guidebook. Go to onyxmaps.com, download Onyx Backcountry on your iPhone or Android. Use code out of bounds, all one word, and you'll save a couple bucks on your yearly subscription. Onyxmaps.com. I mean, Cody Townsend uses it. What else more do I have to say? We're talking about Cody Townsend, the one, the only. Cody Townsend. Onyxmaps.com, guys. Uh, I got to use it a lot this winter. And I can't count how many times it saved me. Obviously, you guys know I travel. I'm in the van. I'm exploring new zones. I don't necessarily know where I am. I'm definitely by myself a lot. And I shouldn't be. But having Onyx in my pocket, it was a tool that I used. And it got me back to the van. Uh, it, 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 was, it was a safety blanket. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. And I can speak from experience and using it and even finding new zones. Uh, I know everyone gets yelled at for maybe posting or blowing up their spots. But check out Onyx Backcountry. Go to onyxmaps.com and check it out because there's a lot of spots on there and a lot of intel for you to go into the backcountry and do it safely. Onyxmaps.com. Use code AUTOBOUNDS. While we are still talking about skiing, snowboarding, sliding down snow, that brings me to my guest this week, Jonathan Buckhouse. He's a pro snowboarder. You might know him from YouTube. I dare you to type in snowboard or snowboarding on YouTube and not find one of Jonathan's videos. It's interesting. We talk about it. We talk about he's a pro. He gets paid to snowboard. And when we hear pro, we think maybe Olympics or X Games. And Jonathan is neither of those things. He's a great snowboarder, but he's he's not the best snowboarder on the mountain. He's damn good at having fun. Uh, super fun episode. It's He's an influencer. He is a YouTuber. He, and he is a pro snowboarder. He's on a mission to snowboard every ski resort in the United States. He just got back from a trip from Alaska. He's got 122,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he supports his family with it. And it was such a fun conversation, and back and forth, and we just, the guy just has fun every day. And he's found a niche, and he's absolutely crushed that market and continues to. He's a rad dad. He's a father. He's a husband. So, Jonathan, before we go any further, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sitting down and having this interview. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did because there are so many ways to do things. And John is showing that every day. He's showing how to follow your dreams. It's his pursuit to be corny, to be cliche because you're listening to The Pursuit. Uh, he's doing it. He's doing it proper. And God, I respect that. So here it is. Episode 55, 56, maybe 57. Who knows? With Jonathan, Jonathan Buckhouse. 
All right. Uh, all right, we can get started. Uh, and my, I'm John the Buckhouse. I'm a, I would say, professional snowboarder. I make YouTube videos for snowboarding. We post daily on uh, my YouTube channel. We have over 122,000 followers on YouTube, over, almost 130 on TikTok and Instagram. We're, we're rocking on like 30,000. So I would say I am what the world would call nowadays an influencer in the <laughs> snowboard industry. And uh, I, I don't care about whatever title you want to give me. I snowboard for a living, and that's all I care about was my dream since I was 11 and I'm just stoked that I get to do it and I don't have to hold, throw triple or quad flips in order to do it because uh I don't have that ability but uh I hey I get to rip that's that's what's all about yeah I love that you brought it up immediately because it's it was obviously a question I was going to ask is do you consider yourself a pro snowboarder because I consider you a pro snowboarder but that term assumes that we're doing triples and quads yeah. and putting your life on the line, but really you are getting paid to snowboard. Yep. From, from snowboard brands and like retailers like Christie sports in Colorado. Um, and obviously from YouTube and I have my own brand, uh, my evolution logo, uh, it's called Buckhouse ND. So I have my own snowboard company that makes money as well. Um, if you were to ask the core snowboard community, is John the Buckhouse a pro? They would say, absolutely not. That dude's a kook. He's not good at snowboarding. He like he hasn't put in the time or effort. And I would say, I've definitely put in time and effort. You don't get where I'm at with a YouTube channel without many sleepless nights, especially about having a wife and kids. But um, I do it for a living. It is my profession. So you can argue semantics or whatever, but I live the life of a professional snowboarder. I travel to multiple states. I think I went to like 23 states this year, snowboarding from the East Coast to the West Coast. I was just, I just got back from Alaska, you know, right in Alaska, pal. Like, don't call me a pro. I don't care. I'm ripping. Once again, it doesn't <laughs> I really don't care what you say because uh, uh, once again, I, I feed a family of four doing uh, with on my snowboard and I wouldn't have a uh, social media audience without snowboarding. You know, a lot of people say I'm an influencer. But I wouldn't if I didn't snowboard. I wouldn't have the audience. So you, they they feed each other. You know, it's kind of, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, you seem to have your your head wrapped around it now, but you've been doing this for professionally. We'll call it professionally because it is. But for six or seven years now, right? So I quit my job. I, I go by season. So every winter is a season. So in season three, I quit my job. I had seven thousand subscribers when I did it. And I just, my son just was born. Um, he was almost one. And I was like, I, that this season, in season two, I only rode 75 days. It was the least I've ever snowboarded in my life. And I was like, I can't handle this, like not snowboarding. I can't do the YouTube channel and work a job. So I was like, something's got to give. And so I was like, obviously the job is going to go, not the, not the channel. <laughs> I think I can make this work. Cause I was like, if I put as much effort and energy as I am for Target or Frito-Lay, those are the two places I worked. And I was like high up management. I was like, I'd work 50, 60 hours a week for those guys. And like, I'm a nobody in the grand scheme of things to a company like that. It's like, if I put that energy into my thing and I kind of have a thing, cause that once again, it was the third season. So I was kind of accruing an audience at 7,000 people um, that has hit the subscribe button. I was like, you know, I'm going to go all in on this. My wife, she was a little buzzed at the time. It was like, if you think you can make it work, I'd let you quit your job. And I took that and I ran with it. Uh, quit my job with 7,000 subscribers. We got, we kind of drained the savings account a little bit that first year uh, of quitting. So season three, we drained the savings account a little bit, got, got by season four. We kind of got by season five. Uh, it exploded. It was like a light switch. Awesome finances came in and I was like, yo, we're not only making a living like, like this is, we can hire somebody for next season. So now we just got through season six is still quote unquote going because I'll be snowboarding till mid July. Uh, but I had an employee this whole entire season. Uh, once again, we it, it exploded once again. We hit over 100,000 subs and kept going. Uh, and I'm looking to hire another employee next season. So uh, really turning it into um, a legit operation over here. Yeah. And it's I mean, you said you drained your savings, but it'd be no different if you opened a hardware store like that's what you what you do you invest in self and you take the risks as a conscious decision as a family if you have a family and so it's like yeah you drain the bank account but it would have been no different if your passion was gaming 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you want to open a GameStop. It's it's yeah. an investment and you invested in self, which is like this, you know, it's always weird when you talk to people or at least when I talk to people and it's like someone's maybe listening or watching your YouTube and yeah, you're just snowboarding because that's all you know and that just seems simple in your brain. Like I'm a snowboarder. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure it out. But like someone who's at home listening or driving or watching your YouTubes, that could be them. And you become like this inspiration, role model, like you're a character. You play a character every day. It's just fortunate for you. The character is yourself. A hundred percent. And um, yeah, you have to take that risk. And, you know, like I knew like, I was like, okay, I have enough that I could do a whole season. Pay all my bills. I go for it this season. And I invested in myself and there is, it's always going to be scary. You're always going to have to like, like jump off the cliff. You know what I'm saying? Especially if like your passion's either biking or, or you want to like start an Etsy store, whatever, whatever it is in life. Like there is going to be that moment where you got to step out of the comfort zone and, and risk it. There's so much risk to everything. Even when I hired an employee, I was taking money from my family and giving it to somebody else. That is a risk. And um, so yeah, and and it, the risks never end. It's like everything you end up doing is is risk. But even in life, not doing it is a risk. You know, you're risking a life of unhappiness or like of settling or never being what you who you really are or think you could be. So you have to take risk. It's either going to be a risk whether you do it or you don't do it. So I went the risk of like I can always get another job. So we're gonna we're gonna send this thing. Were you maybe this is a personal question? You can just tell me half off. But were you? At- like addicted to things as a kid because you definitely you're addicted to snowboarding like i am a skier i ski 100 plus days a year like i i can relate to what you are doing my season's wrapping up and i'm like i'm good i was gonna tour tomorrow and my buddy just texted me and canceled and i was like yes like i'm cool with you canceling because now i don't have to go skiing (laughs) was this when you were a kid were you obsessed with snowboarding were you obsessed with out of basketball like how did this obsession come to life because it's really and maybe i'm wrong maybe you're, you can just tell me no this like i just it's not an upset i could stop tomorrow but i don't think you could i don't think if you had to stop I, tomorrow I, you couldn't i definitely could stop I would, <laughs> I would i would die um so i give a quick little backstory so my uh parents got divorced when i was eight my dad disappeared for like five years out of my life and um my mom went to like found like um comfort in a church and the older men in the church, they're probably like 25 or whatever, like the youth leaders. They're like, yo, Jonathan, you want to go snowboarding? And I was like, what? Like, you guys want to take me snowboarding? I'm just like this dude. I was 11 at, at the time. So they took me snowboarding and I found a role model. His name was James. I was like, this is the coolest dude. You know, he sang in the church, you know, he went snowboarding. Like my whole life, I was like, I'm going to be James. And in my head, James was like the sickest snowboarder. So I was like, I'm going to be a snowboarder when I grow up. Was what I told myself when I was a kid. I was like, uh, life goes on. I was in high school, whatever. I didn't know what I was doing or whatever. I still kind of went snowboarding occasionally. I lived in Colorado Springs, which was like two and a half hours away from all the mountains. So I'd go like once or twice a, like a year. Um, but I like, always wanted to be like a skater or a snowboarder. But in high school, what I did and where I really learned the like passion for something was I played Halo. Uh, Halo 2 came out and I gamed really hard and I played Halo 3 and I like dominate. I, I comp- competed. I, I won multiple competitions. So I ran, I found like the passion and the drive to achieve goals through competitive video game playing. But then they got like, um, I graduated high school. I was going to community college in Colorado Springs, working at McDonald's and pet smart, uh, <laughs> but work between the two, barely getting 40 hours a week, hating my life. Cause I wasn't like school was never really my thing. Uh, and I was working two different jobs, driving back and forth through towns. I was like, dude, this sucks. Every minute I got, cause I finally had a car, I'd run up to the mountains and snowboard. And then I had a friend that I graduated with was like, yo, I'm going to go up to Breck and be a cat driver. I'm going to be a way better snowboarder than you. And the competitiveness in me was like, <laughs> oh no way, dude. So that night I went and applied online for jobs and I got a job at, um, Breckenridge as a ticket scanner. So I moved up to Breck to scan tickets. And between like wanting to snowboard all the time, but also trying to like still be in the competitive video game scene, I had to make a choice. I was like, either I'm going to try and be a professional gamer or I'm going to have to try and be a, like a professional snowboarder. Because once again, I, I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to be a snowboarder when I grow up. That's what I'm going to be. And uh, 
when I moved up the mountains too, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a pro. I'm going to be, so, I, I'm, I can be a pro. I had to drive. I could do it. I show up and I see how good kids really are. And I was like, oh, I'll never be a pro. Like, oh my God, these guys are insane. Um, but I did make a choice. I was like, you know, Halo turned into Halo Reach and I hated that, that version of Halo. Uh, so I was like, I'm not enjoying the game anyways. So I'll stop gaming as hard and like trying to go to all these competitions. I'm just going to focus on my snowboarding. And just, it was always fun when I did it. So I ended up moving and working at, the target up here in Summit County and working two to 10. So like every day I'd go snowboard, I'd go snowboard and then I'd go, go work a night shift. And that was every day, hundred plus days a season. Like that's who I was. It was my identity. I was a snowboarder. And so I, I thought I made it then I was like, dude, I, I'm living my childhood dream. I'm, I'm a snowboarder. I might not be a pro, but I get to do it forever. But I always told myself when I was working that job, cause I was like, I knew eventually cause I wanted to get, get married and have kids and stuff. So like, I would always tell myself, I'm going to do something in snowboarding that'll eventually let me do it for a living. That's all I would tell myself. Eventually I'm going to find something in snowboarding that will allow me to do it for a living. And, um, my, uh, girlfriend who, uh, I dated, started dating in high school, my wife, who I started dating in high school, we did long distance when I first moved up to the mountains. Eventually she moved up here, um, and we got married. And then my little brother who is seven years younger than me, graduates high school and was like, yo, bro, I want to move up and do what you're doing. It's so cool. So you're like, you're, you're, you're working, but you're snowboarding all the time. I come up, we game, like we always have a good time. And I come up, I want to move up and, and live with you and do what you're doing. I was like, heck yeah. Um, and so when he moved up, he was the one that was like, you have to start a YouTube channel. I was like, no way, dude. Like I just, what love year is this? This was, so it was six years ago. So okay. what is that? Uh, 18, 2020, so 16, 2015, 15, 16. Yeah. 16 he was like you got to start a youtube channel because at the time some people were making snowboard youtube content but it wasn't vlog style and at that moment casey neistat was blowing up the vlogging was huge he's like if you did a snowboard vlog no one's doing it and it's gonna work and i was like i i guess i was like but i, I was like but i'm not doing it by myself like you got to be a part of this if i'm gonna do this and it's a waste of time at least have a bunch of videos with you that's sick and the idea when I started the channel was, I was like, no one really knows you people snowboard hundred plus days a season. So I was like, let's do a, a video series we call Path to 130 Days, where we're going to ride 130 days in the season. And everyone can tag along and watch us get that day count. Um, and that was a huge success. The first year we hit 4,000 subs. And I didn't start the channel because I want to be YouTube famous or I wanted to, do, I mean, literally, I was like, my brother would like, want to do a project with me. So I was like, all right, we're going to do this. And then it gained traction. Um, and then once again, season two, uh, my, or at the end of that year, my son was born and then in season two, so life got like, real. <laughs> yeah. Life got real in season two because I only snowboard 75 days it was the first time I didn't break a hundred days while living up in the mountain. And I was like, yo, I pay like ridiculous rent to be up here. It's like, I'm dealing with tourists all the time. If I'm not snowboarding, why am I here? Um, so that's why we quit the job. And then earlier in the podcast, kind of said how it kind of took off, you know, it, for at first we didn't really work. Then we got by then it exploded and then we're still going. It's, it's crazy that it's that simple. Like it's not, you need a ton of work and like anyone who thinks they can do a vlog, I dare you to go try it. It sucks. Sometimes you have to be open. You have to be corny in parking lots, talking to a camera. Uh, and you can describe that more than I can, but like <laughs> it is work. I don't care if you're snowboarding, it's work. And I think 100%. people miss that. Hundred percent. Anyone thinks they like they see what I do and they're like, "Oh, I could do that." But there is the awkwardness in a way. Like if I'm on the mountain, I don't feel awkward because I'm so confident in my riding ability. Anyways, that it's like, you know, I, when I film on the mountain, I feel like I'm like I own this place. You know, like this is my home. Uh, I live <laughs> on the mountain, so that I never get embarrassed there. But the one thing that helps me with the vlog, because a lot of vlogs can be intrusive, but for me, it starts on the mountain, it ends on the mountain. So my day at the mountain, maybe three to four hours, um, give or take a day, because I'm not trying to be out there all day, every day, because my body would fail me. But um, so it's nice that it ends. So I can come home and be a dad and not shove a camera in my kid's face. And I mean, I'm, I'm married. I guess my wife, like, sometimes I, sometimes I come home and she's like, get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. You didn't do the dishes. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm out trying to be like, let's vlog this. She, she would, she would leave me. Like, <laughs> uh, so it, I, that, that goes in my favor, but 
I mean, we, we've been doing daily for over three years. I have over 1200 days in a row posting some type of content on my, my channel. I have over 1800 videos of snowboarding, a little bit of like mountain biking and summer content, but it's easily over 1500 snowboard videos. I have the most snowboard content on YouTube. Um, there's, there's no way another channel has more content than me. And I, that is by design. And, um, and I'm not taking my foot off the gas. So if someone wants to catch up, they better do two a day. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is insane. Like that is so much work that it's not even like, no way. Like, I don't, no way would I even attempt that. Um, you know, we well, put my- out, we put out YouTube content and we we're actively like trying to push that channel. And like, we went to Sea Otter, which is a big, um, bike festival race. And that was four days of like being on and filming. And we were doing like beat on the street interviews, but we were also doing like real podcasts. So you can't just be a jerk, which is like, obviously you never want to be a jerk, but like quick, you know, you don't do that when you're actually having a conversation with someone who's giving you their time. And I got, I flew back and I was like exhausted. Like I didn't want the camera near me. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So doing that every day, do you ever just want to go snowboard and not have a camera? I would say no, because you never know when you get that gnarly slam or you're going to land that trick that you really wanted. So like I've always, and I filmed prior to the channel as well as another reason my brother, like you got, you're already filming just like, like make something out of the content you're getting. Um, that's not just a season edit. And yeah, I, to me, filming is snowboarding. I know, I think a lot of skaters or, or a lot of people have like, understand that too because you never like you'll be doing a trick and you try it a hundred times you keep trying it you keep trying like i can't why can't i get this trick and then that one time it clicks and you land it and so like i I really enjoy riding and filming i mean if it's a sometimes it's when it's a nasty day and stuff it's 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 like man that is a little tough but i've gotten a lot better now in my content creation as well that would say that i can like like yo this isn't a really good vibe for a vlog like let's make a how-to video or let's do something that doesn't involve me trying to because i don't want to be fake i don't want to be like oh today was sick when i'm like yo today sucked like it was icy <laughs> and i can a low i couldn't see anything like and i'm very vocal about that in my vlog too because being real is the only way to also make your stuff well happy. the internet is a harsh they'll call you on your bs instantly and i'm sure you yeah. know that um but they'll also call you a, a bougie or like uh but it, it at the end of the day, like I get the snowboard over 150 days a season. So like it's, 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 it's my problems are different than someone else's. Like a day that I'd be like, dude, this sucks. I want to leave. Is someone's like, oh, I can't believe I'm snowboarding and yes, you know, and it's hard, right. you know, but it's, it's still, like, it's still reality. your reality. Right. So people yeah. get people, I, same thing. I live a pretty fortunate life and I travel all the time and I, do this for almost a living and I photograph for a living and people are like you and I'm like I can have a bad day just because my bad day isn't the same as yours like yeah I'm skiing but it's raining so like that doesn't make me excited <laughs> like I'm sorry your life might be not as cool like you'd rather be skiing in the rain but like just let me have this as well yeah like, I can have that yeah, I get a bad day especially when like quit like I'll people don't realize too like we're on the elements yeah like filming a vlog and it's it's a hundred mile per hour wind or my mics died or today i went out and i forgot to to put a fresh sd card in i ran out of video space halfway through my entire day so i just got a phone clip like sorry guys i messed up but (laughs) whatever that's part of it i think that's 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 reality and people like seeing that i did a big tour in tahoe got to the top turned my camera on sd card full i was like I just worked to get up here and I like didn't know it was on it. So I didn't want to delete it, but same thing. And I was like, so I, I, I shared the clip. It's like, I don't know, three and a half seconds. It's like this beautiful, I drop in, it's like beautifully exposed. And then you can like see all like fresh, beautiful line. And then you can see Lake Tahoe and you like ski into it. And then the camera's Uh dead. That's the shot. And I was like, ah, it was like the best run of my life. Like cinematically, it was beautiful. Dad was like, well, that, you'll have that. <laughs> like, yeah. But but take me through the creative process because you are doing videos every day. And now not only YouTube, it's TikTok, it's Instagram, 
it's I don't know what else you're on. That might like, be another one. I'm o- I'm over all these new platforms, but it's uh, you got to do it. A little reaching back, but also I'll continue with this is um a big reason why I put out daily and I pump out so much content is I am facing an uphill battle where I'm not the sickest snowboarder. I'll be honest, I got I'm a very subpar rider. I would say if like if snowboarding was an NFL football team, I'm the kicker of the pros. <laughs> you know, like I'm not I'm not the receiver. I'm not the quarterback, dude. I I am. The kicker, I have my place. I do my job. Yeah, but you're a creator. I, and it's a real yeah. it's relatable content. And there are pro snowboarders who make a lot less money than you do. Uh, that's a fact. That's there are a fact. <laughs> there are a lot of Olympians that have been on this show that I talk to after the show and I'm like, You were on fucking NBC last week. I was yeah. not. Yeah. Something is wrong in this algorithm of like yeah. getting paid and not getting paid. So I don't and continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like I no, totally. you've created Wait, so, your so own place. Exactly. Created my own spot. I'm literally my tattoo says don't be shaped by this world. Uh it's a Romans 12 too. It's a, my interpretation of that verse. It's like the world can say, hey, if you want to be a pro, you gotta go to X Games. And I said, Well, I'm not going to X Games, I'm still gonna be a pro. I'm I, I'm gonna figure out my own lane, my own way. Um and I, when I looked at the the how to do this, I was like, well, I got to have the most content on on YouTube. I what I need is when someone searches X Games, they get recommended to jump the Buckhouse after, and that's how I'll get into the industry. And so that's was my attack from the very beginning. Um, with when I was like, I'm quitting my job, I'm going daily because I'm going to make this work. Now the creative process is sometimes, and it's hard because I still want to get good at snowboarding. I'm not like content with my le- riding <laughs> riding level. Every You're not day bad at snowboarding. You're just I, I not, know, I know, I you're know just not Travis good... Rice for anyone yeah. listening. Like I've, he can snowboard, he can get down the hill. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, I, so I'm always trying to get better, but some days it's like, Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to have this topic. We're going to cover like the no phone zones on Epic chairlift, like, like getting on the Epic chairlift or like, um, let's talk about like, like tips for slushies conditions or like late season or like there's a maybe a topic or other times it's like y'all i'm ready to just go throw down today i'm not gonna have a topic i'll bring people along but like i'm focused on riding period and that's why i don't i'm gonna say like i don't mind like filming every day because like there'd be a vlog that's not that maybe that engaging where i'm like telling a story or whatever it's not like a journey like the vlog i'm gonna post today is literally like like we went and hiked the head wall at Elieska in alaska that's a journey and i'm talking to you that whole way there's barely any music or one vlog might be like, I'm, hey, guys, I'm going to try and get a 900 today. So, like, here we go. And then it's just lap after lap after lap after lap. And I might chirp or say something or, like, there might be a funny moment. But, like, it's not this, like, narrated or, like, I'm not, like, teaching someone how to do an Ollie-type content. So, but I post, like, four different forms of content as well, whether it's, like, a how-to video. Uh, I do, like, resort reviews. One of my favorite things is I have the goal, a goal to ride every resort in the United States. So, um which is sick. It is over 470 and we've written 111 of them. So we're pretty fresh into this goal and it's going to take years to do it because I do have a family of two kids and a wife. Um, so I can't just like hit the road and just start knocking out all these resorts. Um, but when we go to a new resort, it's, it's like, let's explore this. We've never been here and it's so sick. It keeps snowboarding so fresh to me too. Like I, like I, said, I love snowboarding, but if I had to con- just like ride Copper Mountain all day, every day, I would, get a little sick of the, 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 the you know, I like, guess go do another one. Let's go do a different one. You know, some days are great park days. Some days are great mountain days, you know, and that's the best part when you're traveling around and, and exploring things. We, we did get, so once again, we had the gold ride at every resort in the United States. So we went to Alaska and there's a brand new ski resort called Ski Talk. So it's only been open for two years and they're in phase one of it. So they have one run open and they had this like tiny park. And so I was like, the best thing to do at this resort is to ride this park. And everyone's like, you flew to Alaska to ride that? I'm like, yo, chill. It's a big scheme. We're doing a lot more. Like It's for the big picture. But um, no, we had a great time in Alaska. But uh, yeah, some, so I would say it's like probably one out of every six videos. I'm like, all right, we're coming in with this topic. And then I, I don't know. We wing it. It's 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 just natural. It's just what's how's the day going? I, I love I love that. It doesn't have to be an answer. That's like that. Sometimes those are the best answers. Do you know which state has the most ski resorts of all New of York. them? It is New York. 
Yeah, in New York, they have like like forty something. So I think it's forty. I think it's forty six now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, there's. I'm in New York, and within within fifty, let's call it sixty miles, there's six or seven resorts. Yeah, it's, it's funny because my new thing when I'm on the East Coast and kids are like, uh, "Why'd you come here?" or they'll ask me questions stuff like that. But like, I'll always get a jab in, like, "Dude, you guys live closer to a resort than I do." Yeah. Oh, and it's easier. West Coast is hard. Like, even if you're close, it is like paying for parking and, you know, driving I-70 is horrible, horrible. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm 30 because I, I, I moved like more out of Silverthorne to kind of be more in the mountains, but also to have like my own backyard snowboard park, um, which is sick. Um, but I'm like 30 minutes from every resort now. So when a kid's like, oh, yeah, I live right down the street, I'm like, to go snowboard every day, dude. Like, do it. Like, you'll get so good. What um, what snowboard are you on? Are you sponsored by a snowboard company, or do you just? I I've had options. Like, I've had some reach out. Uh, it's one of those things where I'd love to turn my brand into a snowboard break full brand. So I like in a lot of ways, I'm not jumping on like a bunch of these companies that are like, hey, like you want to ride for us? We'll flow you a bunch of gear. It's like I need either money or like or or do you want to help me make my own snowboards because I can't leave my kids a YouTube channel, but I could leave them the next Burton snowboards, which is Buckhouse Indies um, industry. So that's my kind of my thought with it. So every time I talk with a board company, it's kind of more of like, yo, how can I like get to, and I think they're like, man, get out of here. But I also haven't had like a battalion or Burton reach out. You know, it's a lot of these smaller brands like blank snowboards or Marhar or like the list goes on. Um, so, but like, I think maybe next, like that, could, like Nidecker reached out and flowed me a bunch of snowboards this season, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Cause like you have a huge platform. So it's, it, and it, this is the first year it's like massive, you know, you know so I just hit 122,000 this year. So next season could be when the bigger brands start calling. But you also have to be like choosy what you ride because if they're not, paying you and we don't have to talk dollars and cents but like you're giving them so much value and that's i my brain shifted like in season four about that it was like yo i'm not putting people on free anymore like i i know my, i value myself and my time and what i do so like the one the company blank snowboards was like yo you kind of want to ride our decks this year i was like yeah they're blank that's great i, I don't want to have perfect snowboards underneath my my snowboard when i'm jumping through the air just a blank deck it's blank on the top blank on the bottom i threw my own stickers on it now it looks like my snowboard um and in the in the beginning of the channel i actually bought uh my own custom boards and rode them and they were sick until i rode through them and kind of trashed them and then all of a sudden all these people started sending me free snowboards i was like i guess i'll ride some free snowboards yeah it's it's an interesting one there's some uh pro skiers that seth morrison spray paints his skis so like when he when he jumps, you can see him, but like his POV of like his skiing, because he doesn't yeah. have a sponsor and he doesn't want a sponsor anymore. He just wants to ski. He just spray paints the top. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's funny. And it's kind of like an F you, but it's also like, you're not paying me. It's free advertising. You are, yeah. you are reaching X amount per day, every day. It's. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I get during the season too. So like, obviously we're getting, we're slowing down. So views are going down, but. I was getting like an average of 35,000 views per video. Yeah, that's um, insane. Every day. Yeah, every day. I mean, that's that's 350,000 people every 10 days. Yeah. That's a million a month. It, I, uh, in January, we had 2.5 or yeah, 2.5 million views. That is insane. But that... It, 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 I can't even, that number's almost not real anymore. Like social media is a, like clogged so many people's brains. Like even when I get like 4,000 views on a video that I post yesterday, that's 4,000 people. Bring 4,000 people, 4,000 people to your van. Like, oh, it, it's it, crazy. We're, like I said, we're working on our YouTube and like, we've got a couple of videos with like a thousand and we're like, that's good for us. Like we're getting there. That's, yeah. and it's and, and that's why when I quit my job with 7,000 subscribers, like that's 7,000 people. And they were engaged because everything I do is about building a community, not about trying to be a popular influencer. I don't care about that at all. Like I'm, I want to snowboard 
and I want to have a community and I've met so many awesome people through this whole process. Like what's the best, when you think about your best day ever skiing or snowboarding, it's slightly what you did, but more who you did it with. Oh, a hundred percent. And so like I'm meeting the most awesome people and, and like we're doing the coolest stuff. Like I just went to Alaska with eight people, all who I met through the channel, literally all. Yeah. It's insane. All, all seven other people. It's insane. And it was the best time ever. Yeah, it's it's a wild thing. And I think the key, at least from the outside looking into your content, is maybe it's that you're not Travis Rice. Like oh, that's 100%. Yeah. you're a snowboarder and you can clearly snowboard, but like I wa I am a decent snowboarder as well. And like I watch your content and I'm like, I can do a lot of that. Yeah. Which is nice. That. Like that's learn. great. Yeah. I watch I just say Travis Rice because everyone knows Travis. Yeah. Like Watch him and you're like, I watch Zeb Powell and I'm like, that guy's a robot. He's not, a, he's not a human. Yeah. He's not human. He's an alien. Like not even close. He, yeah. But that's sometimes hard for me to watch because I can't, that's a fantasy land. I don't exist yeah, in that no, world. Real. Yeah. And I think but a I'm lot, like, oh guys, this is how you do Alaska. You get eight bros, you get an Airbnb and then we're going to go do this. Yeah. And you it, have more it, fun than everyone there. Yeah, like exactly. Professional so, fun haver. I do want to. I do want to mention a point real quick. Please um, do. Uh, going back to like my backstory. So remember, I said my dad was wasn't in my life. James took me snowboarding. I looked up to James incredibly. Another thing I noticed in like season one to season two was I started getting all these DMs and messages from kids and other people. I was like, dude, I look up to your snowboarding. Like this is insane. Everything like that. And so what I realized, and this is my why, like my purpose behind my channel, the reason why I can wake up at four in the morning to get an edit done is. I became James to thousands of other kids and now adults because I, uh, I have a family and everything. So like husbands and to dads and things. And so becoming that dude that I looked up to, to all those other people, it, it, it's, it's like full circle type thing. And I, I, I that's why I, another reason, like, that's like the main reason why I do what I do is because I get to influence young adults um, the way that James influenced my life when I was a kid, when my dad wasn't around. Do you still... Maybe this is too personal. Do you still talk to James and still snowboard with James? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I still talk to James occasionally. Um, and I went snowboarding with him the other day and, and he's terrible. <laughs> and, and that's fine. You know, you know, as a kid, he was the best. You know, I do. I knew no difference between James and like Sean White as a kid. You know, they were this like. I mean, maybe that was a bad analogy because Sean White was a lot younger, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't yeah, know yeah. he was going to when James, to me, like, James was the best. He was your uh, Todd Richards, probably, if we'll do eras. He was probably your yeah. Todd Richards. And and so, like, when people are like, you're not a pro, I'm like, dude, you could say that, but, like, that eight-year-old kid that just ran up and got a photo with me knows no different. I'm the coolest dude to him, and I'm giving him um, – I'm helping them get into the sport. Like sadly, like snowboarding is, I, I don't know about skiing, but snowboarding isn't the most inviting sport in a lot of ways. It's intimidating. That's for sure. Um, going into the park, you know, like you got the park crews and, uh, and calling people coop and getting sprayed. Like that stuff's so lame. And like, I don't like to push that. Um, and, and, and especially in my videos and everything like that. So like, I try to make it an inviting sport and you can DM me and there's a good chance I'll reply to you. I'm, maybe not during the season because I get th thousands of messages, but like um, I do my best, you know? Yeah. You're also human. So like when yeah. they are DMing you, they're DMing you. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a whole nother conversation about, you know, your phone's in your pocket all the time. It's next to your bedstand when you're, when you're done and you're nine o'clock at night and it never turns off. And right. that's the one. That's a one. I would say that's the one thing I miss. So like, it does sound like right now we, it sounds great. You know, like my life sounds awesome. You know what I miss the most? I miss ending a day at Target, clocking out. Man, that day sucked. Going home, turn on my Xbox, just gaming. Yeah, just a reason. Or just going to hang out with my wife. That doesn't happen anymore. I can have the worst day ever on the mountain. Come home frustrated. Still got to post my video today. Might get some DMs. I have emails I got to check. Like there's all this stuff. And then it's like I got to also turn it off and be my be a dad to my kids and and to be a good husband to my wife where I'm not always on my phone. So I, I do my best to try to like hide my phone from myself and try to, to be in that moment. But then when you get back to your phone, there's eight fires or something that you missed or, um, it's a job. I think yeah. that, like, that's what it always Never circles ever. back to is like, it is a job and I don't yeah. care if it's a cool job, it's a job. And like, 
we'll keep this as PC as possible, but I'm sure there's plenty of porn stars that have bad days at work. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's a job. It's work. Yeah. And that's just what it is. It's anytime you put that title on it and you are making a living and providing for yourself and family, there are stresses that come with it versus just like, I'm sure. And maybe you'll get to a point longer down the road where you're just like, I don't vlog on Saturdays and I go and rip with my kids and, yeah. and you deserve that and you owe it. And right now you're building and you're still building this empire. So you're not going to, like you said earlier, you're not going to take your foot off the gas. Cause why would you, it's only getting yeah. bigger. It's only getting stronger. But I guess my question is you talked about hiring employees is there ever a point where like they will start blogging like the bigger picture or, or vlogging? Sorry, I said blogging, but I, like, or yeah. are you the character? I think it can always uh, develop, but then, I mean, there's a reason why my, my, my channel's name is John the Buckhouse, because if I want to go mountain bike or if I want to go do something different or maybe down the road, I'm like, yo guys, like we're a golf channel now and I'm golfing. Like, you know, I don't know, but it's, it's because it's me, you know, it's, um, and obviously a, a big chunk of that audience will take off, but like, that's a big reason I didn't brand my channel, like, like snowboarder dude. Like <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, it, so there's that. Um, and that's why like, building a company because eventually it'd be sick to where I could build a snowboard company that is dominating the industry without having to have the vlogs, you know, it's in every retailer, there's stuff everywhere. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're still so. I always say like we're just getting started. I'm 31. Um, yeah, you got plenty of time. Plenty of time ahead of us to to build this thing out. And um, do I see me vlogging in my six? Like, nah, dude. Like that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, I'm trying to. I'm, I do want to retire. I got like, but still, be like, still like occasionally make content or be. You know, like I because the way I look at my community is like these are all my friends. Like my. I don't like calling them subscribers or fans. Like they're like, they're my supporter. Like I, 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 in a lot of ways feel like I've built a relationship with all these guys. I premiere every single one of my videos. So every single day I'm talking to my super fans or, or like um, my ambassadors is where I prefer more. And then I go live once a week too. And then especially when the summer dies down and only have like 36 to 40 people on a live stream, like we really like talk it out, you know, and they're there for me when we're in the van in, in hood, especially when I had no money and, and like they're living it with me. And so like, I know, you build real relationships through this, even at a large scale, you know, like some people are going to want to like reach out. I don't, and yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like Cody, the guy that works for me, he, he watched my channel, came to my summer camp two years in a row. I was like, this is a rad dude. Now he works for me. Like it's super cool. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah. Right. Like it's just it's, it's like minded people like with the same like Cody loves the snowboard every day just as much as I do. And when he gets a day off, like I'm like, yo, I'm going to go have a day with the kids. He still goes snowboards. He snowboards all day with me or all the time with me. And then when he has a day off from working with me, the dude still goes. And I love that. It's like, dude, he wants to go rip. Like, that's what that's who I want around. Me. Yeah. It's um. do you still do the camp? Oh yeah. Uh, camp is June 5th through the 18th. Uh, first year we sold out, we do two separate weeks with 10 people. Both, uh, first year we sold out both weeks. It's going to be nuts. This is your second year of doing it. Third year. Third year. Yeah. I like that you keep it small. That's neat. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. 10, ten only. It's hard to, it's hard. One it's really hard to find housing for anything bigger than that. Uh, two, like, yeah, you, you camped in my head. I was like, this is like the ultimate, like, come, and get to know me because we're like the kids and my wife won't come like this will be two weeks without them and so like these people are with me from the moment we wake up to the like you get to see what i do like i don't know it's a really cool experience and yeah. i teach you how to get good at snowboarding and it's just personalized like there isn't like like oh an hour with jonathan like no 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 like this is this it's is it you, you and we vlog yeah you hang out you're part of the vlog yeah that's it that's it so you do it at hood in Mount Hood, yeah. So will you? When will you go out? Because you stay at Hood pretty much all summer, right? I'm so excited. So we leave May first. Uh, we're gonna go to Mammoth Mountain for two weeks, and then we're gonna go to Disneyland slash like LA area for about a week. Then we're gonna go up to Palisades, which was known as Squaw Valley, yep. for a week. And then so June first, we'll hit Hood, um, and then the family will fly out to Grandpa's house for two weeks, and um, I'll do camp. 
family will fly back on June 19th and we'll be out there till mid July. And you are, you're in a camper, you're in an RV. Yeah. 21 foot rig. Perfect. So bunk beds in the back, queen size bed in the front, um, for four person table. It's comfy. It's, it's real comfy, but, um, we might upgrade it a little bigger. My wife, I love her dad. She's a little bougie. <laughs> But hey, happy wife, happy life, man. And that's corny, but it's true. And she's she's making sacrifices for like as you are, but like she she's working. I mean, she's a stay she's a stay at home mom, and that is a lot of work in itself. Right. Um, and she's allowing you to chase your dream, which just also happens to make an income for you, which is yeah. ideal. It's the it's it is the toughest part though, because I'm like. I going to a work trip and going to Alaska, come back. I'm like, it was the best snowboarding of my life. It was amazing. She was like, that's cool. How was your vacation? I was like, no, I was working. No, how was your vacation? Or like, I got to go ride. She's like, I hope you had a good day today. And I'm like, it's hard when like, she had like maybe a rough day with the kids at the house. And I come back from work and like, and I just had the best day ever. <laughs> it's like, but it, oh. it, 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 and I, I get it. I live that a little bit, not as much as you, but like, you know, she'll be like, oh, you were in whatever and i'm like yeah but i was on i had to be on the whole time i couldn't just like hang out which is great and i'm fortunate and it's but like you're on you're yeah because because even when i'm on the mountain because i don't know any times like because any any resort i get to i get recognized i'm at a point like because i'm riding every resort in the united states i'll go to resort the tiniest little resort in new mexico that has like just a a uh they had just like bunny hill running at the time i show up and the kids are like are you jonathan buckhouse you know so i gotta like always be on too and it's not that like i'm anything different than myself but like you know you don't want to be a, like a, a dick but I, you also have yeah. days right like there you have a day and it doesn't mean you're a dick it just means you're yeah. having a day but you you can't do that when you're it's funny because you get to like you finally get to like sympathize with like Ashton Kutcher who like blows a head gasket yeah. and you're like the guy doesn't get a break even though he's like no. I probably the nicest guy ever I don't know if he's ever been mean to anybody but like and you also have a job to do so when you're like taking pictures with a bunch of kids that means you're not getting the, the work done you're not filming you're not yeah I mean I, I never bug I, that never bugs me it's more like I lose the SD card Breck has no stores open because it's end of the season so I can't buy an SD card and then I'm like frustrated because like the day kind of got you know what i'm saying but like i can't be like cursing and throwing my snowboard and, and one i don't want to look that ridiculous anyways but I, I don't know it's just yeah i mean it's hard to explain like being on or being aware of like i'm here at, at my i guess it's like when you go to your job like you're never a dick at your job but you're just like you have to carry yourself like you're working i don't know yeah I no don't, i don't i don't think weird. anyone is like I think you hit it. And I don't think, you know, I bartended for years and it's like, you're just on when you're bartending. You're not any different when you're not bartending, but like you're on, it's like yeah. you're on, you're, a, you're, you're yourself, you're playing yourself, but you're on and you can't, you act not different, but yeah, it's a weird thing to people listening are like, what the fuck are these? I think the only thing I do different in the blogs versus real life is I just don't curse um i do sorry multiple, multiple reasons kids watch families enjoy it like so many dads are like you i love your videos because i can watch them with my son i'm like that's so sick um and then obviously like youtube penalizes you if you curse and, and things like that so like that would be like the only thing that's different from like real life jonathan to like the vlog jonathan that's but funny. also like it's it's not a bad life to live where you curse less yeah <laughs> i go through phases some podcasts i swear like a sailor and then other i don't say a word like I don't yeah, swear it's, it's, it's it's the product of who you're with, you know. Like if the people you're talking with also, like it, it sets the, the the tone, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't know, but yeah, it is a good thing just to not. Like I should just not swear. That would yeah. be especially when I have kids, because like my son in context would like drop shit, and you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, but they just they hear it, and what we're human, whatever. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about this this speeding ticket you got at Keystone because <laughs> one, it went huge. I mean, that helped, yeah, helped no, your channel, amazing. had to help Never your channel dramatically, but you basically, you guys were snowboarding on a green and having fun and not being reckless, but maybe going too fast, but you got, there's yellow jackets for anyone who doesn't know about yellow jackets. We have them at our resort. So they're safety patrol. They're not ski patrol. 
which is important to note, I think. Um, But they're just safety on Hill. That's their job is to keep people safe. And basically, Jonathan got busted for going too fast and having too much fun in a slow zone. Correct. I mean, you can take it from there. Basically, what? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So what caused the uh, the initial thing was like, yeah, we were going down with Schoolmore McKeeson, which is like the longest green um, in North America. It's 3.5 miles. So I, I was on with some friends and they were like, yo, let's do one more run. And I, we were at park all day. Like, let's do a run. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go leave. They're like, no, let's do one run. I'm like, fine, we'll do one run. We'll do, and we're only going to do one run. It's at the end of the day, we're so tired. So like, let's just do Schoolmore. We, like, we know there's a bunch of side hits. So we get the most side hits and we get to do a run. Um, and there was a moment and this was, it was on a Saturday and this was back when Keystone had, I would say they definitely lit, lit like the, the yellow jackets are, there's less of them on the mountain and they've de- definitely like chilled out. But this is when they were like going every, like, like, I don't know, like a couple hundred yards or whatever. And they were like, they're everywhere. They had stations. They'd like rotate. And they just thought they were and, cops. They thought there were more cops out there. And we were, it was just happened to be, it was like one of the steeper spots of the greens, which you're naturally going to go faster when it's steeper. And it just happened to be, it was the head of Mountain State, like the top dude. And it's a Saturday. So he was probably all frustrated towards the end of the day. Saw a bunch of stuff. Here we come, a group of bunch of dudes with a camera going semi fast in a section. He says, slow down. And we did. Okay. So that's the, that's the, that's what happened is like, that's what triggered the, hey, you need to stop these guys. So he radios into the, and once again, they have stations all down the road. So he radios in like, yo, you need to stop these snowboarders. Okay. And so we continue to do the run going after that section. He said, slow down. We were already going to slow down anyways, because we want to hit all the side hits and the jumps. So we like dramatically slow down so we can hit jumps and then stop and film our friends. And like, if you ever rode like five dudes and you all hit the same side hit, one person hits it, everyone watches and then the next one, and we all watch each other and it's, it's just a vibe. And so we weren't, we were barely even snowboarding at that point. We we're just kind of hitting side hits. And the other thing too, is like, you can say like hitting a side hit into the run is dangerous, but when you have seven, or I think it was, there was like one, two, three, four, there's five of us. When you have five of us, one's filming, the filmers are already technically protecting the landing. Yeah, and then they're have, the cone. Yeah. And, and then you have four dudes drive. Like we're taking up space. People should see that we're there and, and avoid us because we're a group of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So like, it wasn't that dangerous at all. And so we get to the bottom and also we get stopped by David P who is like actually the nicest dude ever. He talks to me all the time now. <laughs> well, he's like, Hey, you snowboarder. It's like an iconic line with the channel. You snowboarder. And it's funny because he pulled our whole group over and then pointed at like the most beginner snowboarder. That's like, bent over at the waist, horrible form. It's like you snowboarder. And so it's like, clearly he didn't know who to be pulling over. Um, so we all stopped just cause we are, we are always respectful on the mountain. Um, so I, I make my living there. I, if I lose my pass, I lose my job. So I'm always listening to the rules and trying to be respectful to the employees. And, uh, so he stops us and I'm like, yo, I don't know why I got to give you a pass. I'm not going to give you my pass. Cause I don't know why I have to give you my pass. Like this doesn't make any sense. We filmed this entire run. Like they're like, will you, we're blowing past us. We were trying to stop you. You flipped us off. Like they kept throwing all these allegations against us. I'm like, that wasn't us. Like we filmed this run. So then I made the the video going through the whole process. If you go on my channel, it's my most viewed video. Um, but we went through the whole process of like, I didn't do that. Like you're, you're making all these false allegations. And the moral of the story is, or, or at the end of the story, we still had to take the safety class. That was the thing. They want to make us take a safety class. I'm like, I don't need to take a safety class. I understand safety on the mountain, which I feel like the safety class is what people should have to take when they buy a pass. Because snowboarding and skiing is the only sport where you can get rentals, you can buy a ticket and go to the very top and go kill yourself. Like, yeah, like even at Lasertron, you have to take, you have to watch like the video. Watch a safety video, (laughs) but not with skiing or snowboarding. Just go for it, dude. You're like, what are we? We're sending people to their death. You know, if you buy a season pass, you should get an email that's like, rules of the mountain, watch before you go. And it breaks down like, Yo, if you have a family, don't go roll over the 75 foot jumps because you're going to get landed on. Or like, you know, we have slow zones on our mountain. If you're a competent rider, please stay on blues or blacks. Leave the greens for greens. Like they should make that video and send it to everybody. It's it's 2022. You can do that. I will say beginners should stay off expert trials, though, Oh, because I am tired of that bad time. Well, not even that. They're a hazard because now yeah. I get yelled at on expert trials. 
And they're like, you could hurt somebody. It's like, no, no, no. Everyone here should be at my level. Yeah, they're going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah, like they are the hazard, not me. But go on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, so I had to go watch this safety video. And the biggest thing is I got a black mark on my pass. To this day, I still have this black mark. So if I get in trouble for speeding again or some reason, they can pull up my account and say, ooh, you've already been talked to and taken a safety class. Like, you're clearly a problem on this mountain. We're going to take your pass for the rest of the season or forever. They have the option to never give you your pass back. Um, and once again, I make a living doing this. So that was a big deal. That's why I made a big fuss about it. It's like, yo, take this black mark off my pack. Cause it, it was, it wasn't me. You either had the wrong people or it was really the head dude who saw us in the first place, uh, just was a hothead. He doesn't even work at the mountain anymore. So, <laughs> so, so what happened? You still have the black mark. Well, I still got the black mark. You had yeah. to watch the thing and yeah. And, and Vale hates me because the video every year goes viral. Well, right. That's too. And so I got, I had this really awesome opportunity with another content creator with like, 4 million um, followers who ended up working with Vale. And there he was like, he invited me to be a part of it. He's like, yo, we need a good park rider. We love your content. Come like be a part. So when I showed up, Vale's like, oh, you brought Buckhouse? And they cut me out of their section when they posted it. On That's the amazing. So That's on even his better page, anyway. I'm in the video, but on Vale's page, they took me out. <laughs> That's that's phenomenal. And you ski, I mean, or ski, you snowboard, whatever. Sorry, I call everything skiing. Yeah, Um, You ride pretty much Epic Resorts. I mean, I know you're going everywhere now, but like you're. Yeah, yeah, we we buy the Epic Icon in a basin. uh, Oh, so you do them all. Yeah, so we do them all. So I I rode Breck the last two days, but I was at Copper um, three days ago. You know, like we bounce around. And then the cool thing with having a platform like this is now when I go to, to new resorts, I get free passes. I just talk to their social or their marketing manager. And it's like 90% of the time they'll hook us up. Yeah. I mean, you're giving them so much advertising that it's, yeah. that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast, but yeah. Epic is so easy to hate and Val is so easy to hate on. The resorts I mean, are great, it, but the customer experience is terrible. And it's oh, totally, especially if you try to call them and it's, it's tough. I mean, I get why they don't want to work with me because like, it's such a good topic for videos is like, like one of my topics this season was, Vale's making terrain park like or like Vale's making riding in the park unsafe or making terrain parks unsafe because they're dumbing them down and making them more inviting for beginners but not separating the beginners from the experts and like Vale's like crushing their parks across the board and like here I am a competent snowboarder going in and I want to go throw a seven on this jump and there's a dad and three kids standing on it and I'm like well I'm not going to do that now because but it's like who's at fault there is my is always my issue because yeah, like and, you should be there. They shouldn't be there and you want them there. You want kids to learn yeah, and expand, to learn and and, see it. but like yeah. it needs to be, I think it's lack of education. Um, and I think you got to provide a park for every level. Like Brecht this season didn't have a park for every level. It had like very, very, very beginner, tiny little section. And then park lane, which was basically like big boy stuff. Huge. So if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're a dude that's like confidently snowboarding and ready to start hitting boxes in your first jumps, that wasn't available available for you at rec. Um, and so then, it, then, then you go in and yeah, you're getting in the way of the, the good or the, the better riders because you don't really know park yet because you didn't have your level park to learn it in. And like, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's great. What Val's doing is insane my friend was the marketing manager for big boulder park which is in okay. pa which used to be massive it was like that's all it was the hill was terrible like the hill yeah. itself is horrible it's 500 foot of vert old chairlifts but the park scene that they created and the, the i know i know about it I yeah Colorado. the culture I they created was insane like unbelievable i've never been so exhausted from skiing four to 500 foot of vertical because they did such a great job with just packing and features and being conscious of the way things flow and keeping big features in big on, you know, in the big park and medium features and phenomenal. But like they changed the name. It's called big boulder mountain. Now it's not even called big boulder park. They deleted the Instagram handle. Like, and it's like the years, you just destroyed it. Keystone Area 51. That was the second oh my best God. park in the in the in the United States, North America. It was like the park. It was like the was first Keystone. time I went out west. Ghost town. Now it's crazy. That's and, where I went when I went out west for the first time. Like we went to to Keystone. To Keystone. But it's, and then you go look. And then you go ride Copper right now with the Woodward. You go to Woodward <laughs> Park right now. They're Amazing. the one building culture. 
And it's like, I don't know how Vail doesn't see that. I get park riders aren't your main demographic and they're not going to be bringing in the most amount of money. But I think the culture really does matter. And like still hosting due to or like Brett got rid of due to or like these things matter for maybe not the the parents of the family, but the kids in the family, you, you, you know? Yeah. And it's just so much. I think they know. I just don't think they care. And that's like it's funny because it's like that's where it hurts. Like yeah. they know, but they just genuinely do not care. And it's my, like, my theory is mountains used to be run by people that loved skiing and snowboarding. That's why they worked there. They never really made much money, but they got to ski and snowboard and they loved it. Now Vail is a big corporation. You graduate, like people are graduating college and applying for Vail and they can ski and they can snowboard, but they're not skiers or snowboarders. So they go into these like you know high positions at Vail or Breck or Keystone and they can ski and snowboard but they're not skiers and snowboarders so they're they're making decisions that don't make sense for all the skiers and snowboarders like why would we like block school marm to the top of Peru just like it's like th- these decisions you guys are making doesn't make any any sense and like and yeah. their bosses are answering to shareholders so now yeah. it's they're just looking at dollars they're just literally looking at numbers so it's it's scary, and I think my personal opinion is that Icon is the better of the two right now, Altera. But I think that's going to start. I think that'll be changing soon. Um, they're going to have to start. A lot of the Icon mounds are still individually owned, right? And so, like that, that still holds that culture of you know, what I'm saying like, well, they can say no. They can say no. Yeah. They don't have a ball. They'll they'll drop. Okay, we won't be on the icon, and like that'll yeah. hurt them a little bit, but it'll save their culture, which is yeah. important. A basin. I mean, they were. So that's why. Yeah, that's why icon. I was like, it's definitely better. Like you go to an icon mountain, you're like, dude, the vibe here is sick. You go to a Bre- uh, epic mountain, you're like, the mountain's sick, but like, what's going on? This is a weird vibe. Yeah, I think icon just cares a little. Even with Alta, they took Alta off the off the basic. Because yeah. sorry, you don't want to talk about Alta because you can't you can't go there. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. I didn't even mean to. But like they changed. The, I mean Jackson Hole, same thing. They were getting overcrowding and and they shifted their pass options to create and cultivate a better culture, a better customer experience. And yeah, that's experience. that's. I mean, a basin dropped Epic and was like, "Yo, you guys are flooding our mountain. It's not fun anymore." And yeah, you like, ruined, ruined it. it. Like, yeah. And then they went to the icon limited days and like a basin has kind of like been the saving grace up here in summit to like on a pow day to get away from like to you still be able hide. to get fresh lines all day. Yeah. You can go hide for a day. Yeah. Cause you can't do that at copper. Can't do it at Brack. It's, yeah. I, I do want to make a claim too. I think the worst mountain ever like mountain to ride is copper. It's the worst mountain. The park is the sickest. The mountain. I hate it. I hate, I've never had a good powder day at Copper. Literally, I've never had a good day at Copper. And that's how I know it's like the Is worst. that, yeah, but is that just because it's busy? Because you no, take. It's, it's flat. Nah, yeah, it is pretty flat. Because even that, I, I mean, you know it better they, than they, I do. They have the back bowl, but on a pow day, you show, you're not getting back there. They, they're going to get the worst, like. Abby you got to take the T bar back there, and it takes forever. And you can take, like, the free cat skiing, right? That's all at Copper, right? Yeah, but like you're not gonna get that on the pow day. Yeah, no, it's shit. It's it's just like, dude. But the park is so much fun. The park is fun, but the mountain. I never. I I don't do runs at Copper. That's that's hilarious. I I didn't ski Copper this year. I didn't. um, Come come to my YouTube channel and 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 battle me on that one. Yeah, come (laughs) battle me on that. But the park is sick. The they've got like the the natural park. I mean, it's all Woodward, but. Woodward's, Woodward's awesome. They the company in general is doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, There's just great partnerships and brand relationships, and and seeing what they're building as far as like they're literally pumping out pro athletes by just yeah. creating like rideable terrain. Like your, I show, I show up and I'm like, there's like eight year olds hammers. I'm like, dude, this is nuts. But even me at 35, like blown out park skier. I go to copper and I leave a better park skier again Oh, because yeah, I start, still- I'm like, all right, I'm on a little shit. All right. Oh, okay. Everything feels good. All right. Okay. And then I yeah. throughout the you day. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I stop when it gets to like the XL feature. I'm like, I'm good. But like, the, I, and the, this, the, the kind of back to that original conversation about parks for every level and you go to copper, you're not seeing little kids in the main, like it's called central park. You're not seeing families and kids in there. You know why? 
because they have parks at their level that they go into have fun and then they do their run you know like there's and there's a there's a park for every level at copper which is is why it works so well yeah and also lets you kind of warm up and it's safe like the i mean the boring part is it's safe it is safe for everybody and and it lets you progress you don't have to go from extra small to huge yeah i i do have a question do you ever get i don't know how to word this do you ever get in trouble i guess because you're technically doing a commercial shoot on private property no that hasn't shown up and i've thought about that um and that's why one having the backyard park is six. Like I've been making content on my own property. Um, and my goal is to own a ski resort one day, like a small, I don't care if it's in the Midwest. I don't care. I want a single lift and it's gonna be all park. Like I want that. More that's than amazing. Anything. And then it, it, think about like all the skateboard YouTubers out there. They have their warehouse with their park in it and they make content there. I want my own little hill with a chairlift or tow rope or like my own lift that I can one do any winter camps because I can't host any winter camps. Hood is the only place that allows you to do a camp. I don't want to instruct, by the way. It's not my forte, but like one, it's great for the summer, but it's great to build relationships. So it would be nice to once in the winter, one week in the winter, do a camp. But if I had my own thing to make my own content and stuff, like it'd be sick. But no, it, it's the the power of the advertising. I think they want me there. Um, right. Videos. Also, like if you're going to stop me, then you got to stop every kid with a GoPro on your head. Yeah, it's just that's why I asked you though, because I know you have. If they were going to come after someone who's creating content consistently at their resorts, it's but like I've shot, I photographed engagement photos on a resort, and they like threatened me once, and I was like, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Like I just, it's just the person you run into because what I've learned from working at big corporations is it's just it might be Copper Mountain, but there's like three main dudes at Copper Mountain and they might not work there forever. So one person might say, you can't film here and then he'll quit, go get a different job. <laughs> yeah. Else like, yeah, dude, come on. Like, you know, it's it's just kind of who you engage with. Yeah, I just, I figured I'd ask. Um, this is kind of your outro. I've taken an hour of your time, so I don't want to take too much. Any sponsors to thank? Where can people follow you? Where can they find all your stuff? Yeah, it's uh, Jonathan Buckhouse on all platforms. The, the like the cream of the crop content's on YouTube. Just search Jonathan Buckhouse or snowboarding, and you'll find my content. Um, and uh, obviously, follow me on Instagram or TikTok. Or if you go to my YouTube, I'm going to funnel you to all my other uh, socials. Uh, check out my merch that that supports the channel more than anything. And um, we're not going anywhere. So yeah. I love if you it. Know, if, if you don't check me out now, you'll check me out later because we're gonna keep pumping it out i love that and where is your merch available what's the easiest way to find uh, it just my youtube it's like i have like an etsy store i have a teespring but like it's gonna go from merch to like legit products soon. that's that's the goal like i don't want to have merch i want to have snowboard products like jackets and and like I don't know, tools wax kits like i don't know we're gonna do it we're gonna do it all that's amazing love to hear it uh jonathan Thank you. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the back and forth on the Instagram and making it happen. I do. Thank you to you. Thanks for for putting me on. And this is my my second ever podcast that I've done. I I hope I get to do more. They're so fun. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate you taking the time to do it because it's it's fun for me. So, heck yeah, that's why you do it. Yeah, exactly. So that was the episode. I hope you listened. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you loved it. Hit subscribe, watch our YouTube. I think I'm going to put this episode on YouTube. Watch Jonathan's videos on YouTube. Again, the easiest way to find them, just type in snowboarding on YouTube and you will find this man. Absolutely crushed it. He's got huge goals, huge dreams, uh, hard goods, snowboards, soft goods, jackets. This guy wants to take over the snowboard industry and I cannot wait to see what's next for him. Follow at MrMX. Leave a five-star review. If you do leave a five-star review, screenshot it. Send it to me in the DMs, and I'll send you a sticker package. It's that easy. Um, Other than that, follow Auto Collective. We're on Twitter. We are on TikTok. We're doing the damn thing. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you hate. Uh, Yeah, that's it. I wish I had a better thing to say right now, but I don't. I am your host at Mr. Adam X. I'll see you tomorrow.